All right, welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast. I'm your show host, Maxim Seguin, and I'm the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, a company that is on a mission to help 10,000 people get lean, thrive, and reduce their risk of chronic illnesses by 2033 and a million by 2050. I believe that having a fit, healthy body in mind is the foundation to living an incredible life, and this is what little show will give you if you choose to listen and implement. Enjoy the episode and have a great day. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. As you can see, we have a little bit of a different setting today. I'm joined with my beautiful fiance, Ivy. We're going to be sharing our top 10 lessons from 2023 moving into 2024. So, Ivy, how are you feeling today? Good. Good? You're excited? <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to know what your lessons are. <laughs> I got tons. I just laughed. Good. So uh, do you want to kick it off with your first? We'll just go one by one. You share your first one. I'll share my first one. Yeah, I wrote notes though. So here, so I don't forget them. Um, I wrote communication is key as my number one. And it's because I learned open and honest communication usually is the best way to resolve things, especially with us. And when I say that communication is key, it also kind of you know, spill over different types of relationships, such as, you know, family and friends and all that. So I feel like that's number one. Beautiful. Right. I like that. I like that lesson. <laughs> Still uh, learning. But... It's always work in progress. Um, mine was that the first one was that, again, they're not in particular order of importance, but distraction is the enemy of progression. So you know that I tend to get very excited about new things oh, yeah. I, I love diversity like tony robbins talks that there's six human needs one of them is diversity calls it the spice of life that's a big one on my list in terms of things that i value and it tends to distract me from the core things that i'm doing and so yeah just realizing that that's who i am and i need to not be distracted and find diversity in other areas besides kind of the impact that i'm trying to have in the world perfect it's beautiful all right. Lesson two. Um, I embrace change now as much as I. I bring a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I don't want to. Um, not every time. It's not easy, right? Like we're, ha we're creature of habit for the most part. Like you get so like really feel safe and, and just convenient. And then all of a sudden things change and it's like you either panic or you go with the flow, right? Well, being with Maxim, you definitely change all the time because like he said, he gets distracted fast. So this is going to like, again, we're going to move to Canada. <laughs> we're going to move to the United States. We're going to do a triathlon. Yeah. So he has a lot of interest and it's almost like every second, at least it feels like it. So to be able to embrace change and go along with it or talk about how to move forward together with it is definitely a must in this relationship and i feel like it helps a lot as long as you're open to it so yes beautiful you're becoming adaptable <laughs> great it's working the training is working um, i have to so lesson number two for me is i got that from my good friend and business partner justin the dragon is stick with the fun because i have a tendency to yeah, I'll get distracted. I'll want to do a bunch of cool things. Like next year we're doing, you know, I'm doing a half Ironman. Ivy's going to do a duathlon. We're going to hike Kilimanjaro. We're going to do a bunch of cool shit. But I tend to get lost in just working and creating and wanting to grow and wanting to have more impact. And 
um, I kind of forget to have fun while I'm doing it because I end up coming at the end of every quarter and I'm kind of a little bit burnt out, a little bit tired, a little bit sick of it. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at now because we're recording this, you know, the week before this podcast comes out, which will be the last week of the year. Um, at the end of every quarter, uh, I start to get a little bit tired and drain. And yeah. then Ivy notices it. And that's why we take a vacation the first week of every quarter was just to completely disconnect from everything and recharge. And so my focus for next year is just stick with the fun, do more fun things throughout it so that I don't feel as burnt out every quarter. Yeah, moderation, right? I don't know that word. <laughs> I, know I don't know the concept. We'll see 2024. Yeah. Um, okay, so mine is basically... For three, right? Number three, yeah. Consistency trumps intensity for me, right? So there are days I want to go harder working out or faster in bike, but then I get so tired that I miss the next day sometimes. Yeah. My body's just like not fully recovered. But if I did consistently... Even though I don't like do 110%, that consistency, like you always tell your clients and members, it's consistency compounds, compounds right? So it also creates healthy habits. So it's like second nature to you, right? So you just do it. And as yeah. you do it, it gets easier. So, yep, consistency. Beautiful. <laughs> That's so yeah. much Ivy's better. been really good because she told me she was like interested in doing an endurance event. And kind of threw her into the mix of me training for a half Ironman. And I was yeah. like, just do the workouts you can do because it is a lot to like train twice a day. Like I'm, I'm tired um, yeah. from it and we're sleeping a lot more than, than we normally do. So I'm proud of you for consistently showing up. And embracing the change. And embracing the change. <laughs> we're biking, we're swimming, we're running, we're lifting weights, we're hiking. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they know how crazy our schedule as far as like when Maxim thinks of something to do like that second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I don't like delay. I don't like to wait to implement things. Yeah. Um, what about you? All right. Third one was to be me fully or else life will suck. That was my third lesson. So when we came back from Hawaii, I kind of had this big breakthrough and this healing moment. Right. And um, I, I found like I was playing as I wasn't playing a character online, but I wasn't fully being me. And the reality is that I'm a very intense person. I wouldn't be able to do the things that I do and have accomplished the things that I've accomplished by my age if I wasn't. If I was just lazy, procrastinating, like, you know, it'd be very, my life would be very different, not be where I'm at now. Um, and so I kind of lost myself in the process in wanting to grow and change more lives. And I thought that I had to show up a certain way. But the reality is that I do, I do swear I am very intense. I am very illogical sometimes when it comes to reaching goals. I'm like, fuck, it doesn't make sense. Let's just do it because we can do it. My my thought process, if someone else did it, then I can do it, right? That's majority of the time it's, it's been true for me. Um, so when I started, surprisingly, when I started saying fuck and I don't give a fuck or I don't care or I started being like way more intense with my message on Instagram, a beautiful thing happened. <laughs> a ton of people unfollowed me and those were a ton of people that um, ultimately we were chatting with in the DM and never really took action year after year. And then what ended up happening when I started being more intense and just me, ultimately, we started attracting way better members in the program. People that are actually action takers, that are actually doers, are actually doing something and that wanted to optimize and that wanted to improve. So it ended up being a blessing in disguise to lose all those followers. I actually went down. I lost another, I went down to... <laughs> Point eight or 32k point eight or something instead of point nine yeah. like i just keep losing followers but the quality of members that comes in the program is incredible they're 
our members are so fun to work with and that's what I want, right? I never want people to come in and be like, I think that paying for this will make me do the workout, right? It won't. Like you have to already be doing something. So just fucking incredible. I'll throw another fuck in there. <laughs> <laughs> Bleep. Yeah. Uh, All right. What's your fourth one? I agree. Fourth one is um, I learned mindful eating it matters a lot this year. Um, I feel like when I started with you in this relationship, I wasn't as knowledgeable, obviously, <laughs> with uh, plant-based eating and how to nourish my body properly. So this year, you know, like like you said, you have, you have a budget, right? For your calories per day. Yeah, yeah, for my calories per day. And I need to like really think of what, how to optimize that the best way I can to get the fitness level that I, where I wanna be. So yeah, like I can totally like now eat the proper protein and carbs and, and fat and feel the difference versus eating crappy shit food and, yeah. and suffer the next day because you do feel it like I feel weak I feel like there's no endurance it's just yeah now it's mindful eating it's basically your body's your temple and you don't want to put shit food in it so I guess that's how I would <laughs> just yeah. say that and, it, and it's made a difference in your body composition too right because yeah. when we were in Canada we were both heavier like you were I was like 205. I'm down to like 190 now. Oh, yeah. What were you at your heaviest in Canada? Like 118, 120? One, yeah, hitting 120. Yeah, and you're 108 now. I'm 108, and I'm able to wear this dress. That's why I'm wearing it. I was about to throw it away because I was like, oh, my God, doesn't fit me. But, yeah, I tried it on today, and I was like, wait, it's great. And it's not like I look unhealthy. It's I'm developing more muscles, and... Yeah, you got baby guns now. Show your baby guns. Look at these. Bam. Yeah, <laughs> flex right. Still teach me. But anyways, um, I do have more muscles and I feel stronger. It's basically like I was telling Maxim today at the gym, I'm able to lift more weights, push more weights, and I'm stronger than ever with a lot less weight in me. So yeah. Yeah. Good. And you're vegan now too. And I'm a... vegan for the last eight months now. Yeah. So, yeah. Completely. So I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So is that lesson four? Yeah, um, that's four. Cool. So mine was that sometimes goals take longer than we expect. But um, if you don't quit, you can't fail. And, you know, I'll just give two examples real quick. That kind of like really um, came into reality this year. I shared this on my Instagram story today. I, I've been doing YouTube for almost eight plus years now. And I used to document my life. I don't do it as much now. It's more like podcast clips. But I have a video where I'm shirtless like a little douchebag eight <laughs> years ago on camera. And I'm like, we're going to do our goal setting list for our goals for, for 2016. And I was in 2015 when I recorded it. And I was like, one of my goals is to save my money so I can go to a Tony Robbins event. Right. Because I always wanted to go to a Tony Robbins event. And then one was to do a life coach right. certification. And this year, I did my life coach certification through uh, Robbins and Madonna's, which is Tony Robbins institution. And uh, I joined Plaid Partnership with Tony Robbins. And we were able to go in Hawaii and have an awesome photo with him. And so I got to meet him. And in my mind, when I set those goals, those goals were going to happen in 2016 or in 2023 going to 2024. It took me a little bit longer than I had planned. But ultimately, I never gave up on some of those goals that I wanted which is why I was able to accomplish it, right? Like I've shared earlier, consistency compounds. So that consistency over the past like eight years, eight plus years is what got me here. Um, and just the last example is, you know, 
we're three and a half years into fit vegan coaching it's gonna be four years in april uh 700 plus people that we've helped transform right that wouldn't have been possible if we didn't show up consistently every day to help our members transform and get them incredible results so yeah you can't fail if you don't quit and uh, sometimes things take a little bit longer than planned but at the end of the day like that's how i put it to ivy i always win i always get what i want Sometimes it takes me 10 years longer <laughs> than I expected it. But because I don't give up, I ultimately get the thing that I want at a certain point. Yeah. Yep. Good for you. Yeah. I'm a believer. What happened? We're hanging out with Tony <laughs> Robbins in Hawaii. It's crazy. Yeah, no, the stories you told me, it's definitely from the ground up to where you are. So yeah, because that video I showed you on my YouTube channel, I was sleeping in a closet at a queen mattress on the in a closet, no windows. Yeah. And that's what I was sleeping in. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Everyone can see it. It's fun to see where <laughs> you were 16 years ago to where you are now. So congratulations. Yeah. Little hippy dippy. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Lesson number five. So my number five is prioritize quality time. And it's so easy to say that, but applying it in real relationship like ours, um, we had to talk about this not too long ago. Yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> last night. <laughs> um, it's different. You, you spend a lot of time, but doesn't mean it's quality, right? Yeah. So we're both on our phones and it just we're just distracted with everything else, even though we're sitting next to each other. Yeah. It's not quality. We're not communicating. We're yeah. basically in our own little world, just like physically together, right? So I, I do want to like improve that next year. Yeah. And I did realize that we are doing a lot of those, even though we're really good at quality time when we want to. Yeah. But there's still those vacations, that, date nights, yeah. everything. Yeah. But just in the applying it daily. Yeah. Versus on vacation. Right. So that's something simple that everyone can do. Just like put your phone away and just like really talk to each other. Yeah. So we came up with a rule yesterday to shut off our phone at 8 p.m., I think. Right. Yeah. Because to me, the reason I leave my phone open later at night typically is because my parents, I get to talk to them before they go to bed, but they're right. three hours ahead. So they're in bed by eight. Yeah. So, yeah, great lesson. I'm happy to implement <laughs> that. I'm just year. learning this last night. <laughs> hey, you know, it comes and goes. It's never like perfect the whole way through, right? Like there's some bouts where we're really good and there's moments where we're super busy and we get really distracted and we're stuck in, in working. Yeah. And then we have moments where it's slower and we're good with it again. So I think it's just consistently putting an effort towards it. Yeah. And I think like people go, oh, no, we spend a lot of quality time together because we're together. So yeah. That's where it gets kind of like clanky, right? It doesn't mean you're spending quality. Yeah. Also, I'm excited for our trip at the end of the year, beginning of June of the year. No yeah. phones. No phones. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um all right so lesson number five for me uh pick the right partner um to have the space where you can go and recharge and tackle the world together you know it's funny but i never under i never thought about what was the purpose of a relationship um until we went to hawaii and kind of did all these exercises with tony and his wife and it kind of just all became clear i was like shit that's why people in a relationship you just you know i was like I love you. You're beautiful. And let's be together. And then you're together and you're like, oh, I want to be with her forever. You be together forever. But to really understand that like a relationship is a place where I can be truly fully me, all the aspects that the rest of the world doesn't know. And same for you, that we can come together and just be vulnerable and be just genuinely our weird selves and then be able to recharge and go back into the world. Like I, I never understood that before. Right. Because before like 
I personally always had to put a front because, you know, Jen was sick, but I couldn't even in past relationships before that, I was always putting up a front. So to be able to come with you and not have a mask or not trying to be anything besides myself and be able to, cause it, it's, it's tiring to have that mask on. Yeah. So to be able to recharge and then go back into the world, honestly makes you a lot stronger. And that's why it's important to have an amazing partner like you. She's mine. Don't take it. <laughs> You're mine. I own you. <laughs> like, That's Ivy's favorite game. I own you. Or I win. Whatever <laughs> game we play. Like, I win. I'm like, you lost. No, I win. <laughs> That's my favorite game to play. Anyways, it's my world. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. Okay. Well. Lesson number six. Number six. Yeah. This actually brings a point to what you were just saying. Um, I wrote embrace vulnerability. Embrace vulnerability. I discovered that when you're vulnerable, it's not a weakness, but a strength, right? So opening up to you and being my authentic self brings that safe haven to me, right? Like I can be myself and I can show you all my weaknesses and yet you still love me for all that and support me to be better. So it's not like I always need to build that wall to be tough and always be like you don't see me hurting or you don't see me being weak right i already showed that to the rest of the world that's what they see but having a partner who i can be me is so important or even like for people out there if you don't have a partner have a friend a family that you can be vulnerable and like just spill the beans and you know help you out however they can so you're that person to me and of course my mom because she might listen to this i love you mom <laughs> it's... your mom listens to the podcast it's great yeah. um beautiful so yeah that definitely tied in perfectly with it yeah because yeah, it did take us a while to kind of go to that place and open up and obviously we got to know each other at the beginning and right then you kind of work into it um all right six for me is i wrote pick the game that you want to win you can't win them all um for me, it was, you know, training for Ironman, training to be an athlete versus playing the game, the business so that I could have more impact. I realized that I couldn't do both at the same time, because when I over three years ago, when I stopped training for Ironman, I stopped competing. I was training really hard, a lot harder than I am now. And when I had this idea for us to kind of do this next year to like, you know, have more fun, which was going to be the theme for, for next year, have more fun. I was like, I'm going to do a half Ironman again because I really enjoy triathlon. And then I contacted my coach, Nick, and he said, starts creating the training plan. And I was like, man, I don't, I don't care about time when I do my half iron, man. Like, honestly, I just want to have fun. Like I want to go in the water, open water, swim, enjoy myself. I want to bike. I want to have the GoPro. I want to get some footage. I want to enjoy the run. I don't want to feel like I'm going to die and not be able to walk for a week after, because after we did like, I think a week or two of training of like really intense, because originally the goal was like, let's try to uh, qualify for the world championship. Yeah. I was so tired that I couldn't focus to my full ability on fit vegan and to have the big impact that I wanted to have in the world. And I was like, man, I have to pick, like, do I want to have a greater impact and grow, you know, the fit vegan community? Or do I want to put all my energy into trying to qualify for the world championship, which, you know, ultimately we have to make a living. Like I'm not going to make a living out of being a triathlete um, and I'm not going to go pro at least for if I try to maybe another 10 years right. patient enough to do it, but I don't care as much anymore. Um, so basically yeah, pick the game that you want to win. I'm doing triathlon because it's fun. I don't have to win anything. I don't have to like 
hit a certain time. I don't care. I just want to do it because I love how I feel when I train for it. Mentally, it makes me feel good. And I just love being outdoors and training. And I'm going to focus on the game of business and having more impact. And that's a big realization kind of tied in with distractions that I said earlier. That's, yeah, yeah, that's beautiful because you don't have to prove anything anymore, right? So this is just like yeah, it's for just, you. Yeah, it's just for fun. And like at the end of the day, if I try to prove myself for time, well, the game of comparison will kill you because the ultimate comparison is the world championship and the first person that won. I'll never get to that point, you know? Um, so yeah, I have no desires to <laughs> care at all. I just want to have fun with it. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And it makes training for us more fun because if I actually wanted to do time, like I'm a dick when it comes to training, like I'm by himself training. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not, if I, if I'm training for something or want something, I'm not the nicest when I'm on that We're path. Live in so a separate home. Yeah, I'm going to sleep in my altitude tent <laughs> so I can train my body. Yeah. All right. Lesson number seven for you. So this is really important for me because because this is what I think it should be. Rest is part of the process, right? And you talk about rest, recovery, and all that good stuff. So I learned that rest and recovery is us or are as important as the workouts themselves because i did experience that this year when i'm too tired i don't have a lot of sleep i didn't eat the right food my body's just not rested and i usually go downhill <laughs> like either you get sick or like i'm just sore for the next few days and i can't perform like just daily activity my focus is so out of it so resting i prioritize now like lots of sleep and you're tracking it with your whoop and i'm tracking it with my whoop and i have about 98 percent recovery the last couple of days so i'm really really excited and i'm able to push myself even more so for you guys out there it's not just push 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 like rest and recover you know it's like will optimize your health which i learned from maxim yeah and, and you got good recovery this this year yeah so yeah i'm excited about that and i'm excited to go move forward the next year knowing all this yeah yeah it's good because yeah like we talked about this this morning like if i feel if i sleep four hours i feel stupid i can't yeah. focus i've like my brain is like left and right you don't want to train you get the yeah you can't focus on the right thing so yeah, I'm happy you prioritize your sleep because that made yeah. things a lot easier for me. Because <laughs> when we first started dating, you weren't prioritizing your sleep. No, no. And I usually stay later than you do too. Like either yeah. I'm on my phone or computer. But yeah, like I've gone my whole life not really prioritizing sleep. Like, you know, like sleeps for the week. Somehow that's the mental like thinking yeah. when you're younger. When you get older, it's a different story, right? Like your body's telling you just go to sleep because like the next day you can't function as well. People so. are going to say like, what do you know? You're only 30. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to say Ivy's age. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, well, I'm 30. I'm 30 now. And I, I've known the importance of sleep and I've prioritized it, but a little bit different. I'm, I'm 50 years old inside. <laughs> um. All right, lesson seven. So that was seven for you, right? I believe so. Okay. I didn't number it, sorry. Okay, that's all right. Um, so seven, don't have too many masters. That was a big lesson I learned this year. So when you have a dog like Mr. Tempe, you guys can't see him on camera, but Tempe, He's come here. Down. Come on, wake up from your nap. Come here. He's napping. Come here. Maybe we'll get a peek of his head. There you go. Oh, he's stretching, my little boy. Okay, you guys can't see him on camera. Oh, you're a good boy. All right. So 
when you have a dog, if he has like three or four masters, he doesn't know who to answer to and he's more confused than anything else. One thing I realized this year is having too many mentors in very similar areas can be more distracting and confusing than actually helpful. And so, you know, I had my 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 fitness business mentor, I had my life coach, I had Tony Robbins, I had a few other things going on. And I've decided to kind of simplify down to two people, basically, for the next year, um, just because it makes it easier to implement the information that you're having. Because if you're having information from, you know, three, four different sources, you don't have enough time to implement everything and you don't know what to implement. And so I realized like have one coach for one specific thing, another coach, like have a coach for your fitness and your nutrition, have a coach for business, have a coach for finances. And that way you can take direct information from the best source possible for that specific area of your life that you're looking to improve. And adding to that, don't try to optimize 10 areas of your life at once, right? Um, wholeheartedly, if your finances suck, if a lot of areas of your life are not that great, the number one area that you should improve is your health and your fitness, right? Because I wholeheartedly believe that having, and it's in the intro of every podcast, that having a healthy and fit body is what will give you a solid foundation upon which to build an incredible life. Because if you can master your body, everything else becomes easier. So that's my lesson number seven is just don't have too many masters, focus and simplify it. Sounds good. It's also very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've spent... Uh, in Canadian dollars, probably like multi six figures and mentors yeah. and coaches this year, to be fair. Yeah. Which is crazy because some people get upset at me when I say that I spend this much money on coaches and they say that they can't afford to do that. Right. And I started going to the library and renting books because I couldn't afford to buy a book. Yeah. Couldn't afford to buy food. And then I rented books and then I implemented what was in the books and I made a little bit of money. Then I bought the actual book. That was a game changer. Right. If you guys don't believe me, everything's on my YouTube channel. Like I've been documenting for eight years. Literally, you'll see me sleeping um, in, a, in a closet. You'll see me hitchhiking. You see me through the whole process. Like this can't make this shit up. <laughs> well, you're resourceful. So that's number one. Yeah. My dad always told me when I was younger, he's like, um, I'll say it in French, but he says, uh, it's a system IR. So use the R system, which basically means be resourceful. And yeah, that's how I grew up. <laughs> Especially this time of age right where everything's available for you for the most part you have technology you have books you have people around social media it's like so much to learn and just grab for free yeah so yeah learn and then when you start making money then start searching for those next level professionals that will help you focus in whatever that you want to do right yeah and the return is what 10 times Usually. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's a pretty big return. Yeah. 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 It's don't, I say like never get upset at people investing in themselves to become better, regardless of what the amount is, because if they're able to invest that amount, they're not stupid people, right? They've done pretty well for themselves to be able to do that. Like I said, my first mentor, like some people want to work with us, not to make it about fit vegan, but some people want to work with us and like, you know, I've, I can't afford it. We had we had members take loans, drop 50 pounds, get a promotion at their job and make more money, right? They understood that once they took care of their body and their health, everything else would improve around them. My first mentor, I put it on credit card, right? I have a tattoo on my finger at $34.37, which was one hundredth of the payment that I needed to make. Got an extension on my credit card, paid for it, had no money for food. I was going to lose my apartment at the end of the month and just fucking did it. 
right? Made it work from there. Right. So sometimes you just have to invest in yourself and believe in yourself that you can actually get it done. So anyways, don't want to talk more about investing, but you want to go <laughs> with lesson turn? number, yeah, lesson number eight. Okay, wait, 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 wait. wait. So basically you have three more left on your list. So I feel like balance is key. And I think this is very important in every aspect of your life, relationships, family, job, if you have kids, um, just balance. There's things that people want to do so fast and just extreme that in the long run, it's not sustainable, right? So we teach our clients the numbers this for Fit Vegan that, you know, they can speed up the process. However, like, for example, losing weight, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be sustainable because some things are not meant to just go super fast, right? Sometimes slow is like better or at least it's like- It's pretty much always better for most things, yeah. <laughs> so the balance of just, you know, making the time like getting sleep um spending quality time with your family and, and your friends don't forget friends they're there to support you too and then you know the good ones having a pet so yeah as long as you you balance everything and however that looks right for you so some people can find balance in themselves doing meditation or whatnot like just balance so no, I, I I agree with you with the balance because we tend to go to pretty like extremes together. Right. Mainly because I push for a lot of things and I'm, I'm a very impatient person. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Something like that's who, who Gary Vaynerchuk says that he's like macro. No, he said macro speed, micro patience. Something like it's like it's maybe it's your first micro speed, macro patience. But basically, he's be like. Take a lot of action, but know that it's going to take a really long time. Right. Right. And you'll get there faster than if you take barely any action for a very, 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 very long time. And so at the end of the day, I think it's come down to priority. Like what, what's important to you? So to me, like, obviously you're important to me. My health and fitness is important to me. Our members with Fit Vegan are important to me. My family, my, like my parents and my brothers are important to me. And then my friends. Right. And so I pretty much prioritize in that order. Right. A lot of things that are outside of that, I don't do and I have I don't care. I don't I have no desires for it. But because IV fitness and fit vegan is such as a, like pretty much at the top of the list, it's why I'm able to have, I think, more success in those three areas versus if it was if just say relaxing was a part of my my priorities and my fitness and health was all the way at the bottom, I'd probably be overweight and out of shape. Right. So I think it just comes down to priority and that's the balance you want to have. I don't think it's having balance between like 15 different things, but balance between like the top three to four things yeah. that you care about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Set your priority and then keep them balanced. All right. Mine? So, uh, no, we just did yours. So my <laughs> eighth one for me, I'm keeping, I'm keeping track. I have numbers on mine. Sorry. Okay. What's yours? Um, eighth is implementation over reading and learning more. So I don't know for you guys, but I think a lot of books that, my audience would read, you guys are listening, would be like self-development books, right? Or nutrition books yeah. or fitness books. At the end of the day, I've read hundreds of them, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of those books. They pretty much all say the same thing at the end of the day, right? And there's genuinely no book that you will read that will completely change your life. The thing that actually changes your life, at least what I've discovered, is when you actually implement <laughs> what you read, right? 
And so I feel like a lot of people get stuck in the cycle of like reading a self-development book, reading a nutrition book, reading a fitness book, reading a book on, on finances or whatever, maybe on relationship. But it's not because you read a book on relationship that you'll get better at relationship, right? If you read a book on relationship and you implement the things that you learn, then your relationship has a chance of improving. And so I feel like I've consumed a lot of content. I will obviously not stop learning, but I don't want to put a big emphasis in 2024 on reading more because I'll be honest with you, like a lot of the content that's really good and valuable is super old, right? Right? Like if it stood this, the, the, the test of time, it's probably a lot of value in those books. Right? right. And a lot of them are really basic principles, but it's so simple that people don't think that it's the answer. And so again, lesson for 2023, moving into 2024 is just more implementation. And don't worry about having the full picture before you move forward because that's uh, it cripples a lot of people, right? You just get frozen. You're like, I don't have all the information. I can't move forward with this. Just yeah. start and then you'll discover what's missing, right? You're like overloaded with information, right? Yeah. And analysis by paralysis. Process by analysis. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. yeah. The French in me comes out sometimes and I lose the information the overload and yeah. you don't know who to listen to or what to implement because there's just way too many out there. Yeah. So narrow it down to a more consistent learning type thing, right? Yeah. Honestly, just just take action. Honestly, if you a lot of people think that they need to have a ton of information before they start on their fitness journey, on their health journey. I have some people that follow me because of business on their business journey. Man, if you just put out something, if you just do something, you'll be like, you just go to the gym and you're like, I don't know what this machine does. Let me just research what this machine does. You don't need to know what all the machines do, what all the, mu the muscles do. Just start with one machine. Oh, that's cool. What does this machine do? What does this next machine do? Just research that one. Eventually you'll get to learn what you want. And if you're, if you want to be efficient, I was going to say smart, I, I'll use the word smart. If you want to be smart, pay for the knowledge, pay for the speed, right? Like you can go to the gym and work out and do group classes and nutrition and do a shit ton of research or trying to become a health professional, which ultimately you'll never be able to catch up to me because we're transforming hundreds and hundreds of lives every single year. So you would have to have that experience on top of it to gain the knowledge that I have, which most people won't have because it's hard to transform hundreds and hundreds of people every single year, but just, just pay for speed, pay for knowledge. That's why I have mentors, right? I go to them like, Hey, I want to do this. They're like, that's stupid. It'll cost you this much money. Don't do it. Do this instead. I go, great. You've just saved me thousands of dollars. Right? So yeah. yeah. Consistency compound. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Cause back to everything lesson, else. Lesson number nine. Nine is, oh, this is very important. I suggest every single person that listens to this actually apply it. Set boundaries. <gasps> I know. Um, what kind of boundaries? In everything, you can, you know, set boundaries amongst your partner, your friends, your family, your work. Um, prioritize your me time, basically. It's, it's this, right? Like you first. You keep saying yes to people because you don't want to hurt their feelings. We both know you and I are so much alike in that because we want to help as many people as possible. And it feels good. Like there's no doubt. But then you're draining yourself and you're forgetting that like you yourself needs to actually fill that cup. And when it's not because you're so like you spread yourself thin to everyone else. 
then you can't give the best to yourself and to others because you're no longer capable of it. And you don't notice it because it's a daily thing for you. It's just a habit of saying yes. But once you start saying no, you'll get some looks and people might like not like it because they're so used to you saying yes to them. But at the end of the day, you can't give your all if you don't have what it takes to actually like fill yourself up with all everything, energy, especially. Yeah. So now I'm more careful with my energy and what I give out to people because that's the way I'm going to optimize myself. And to be able to help others, I need to help myself first. So. Yeah, protect your energy because if you have more energy, you can have a much greater impact at a larger scale. And yeah, people will be hurt, but honestly, they'll find someone else. If you say no, <laughs> like genuinely, if you say no, they'll ask someone else. I got this little story. I used to work at Subway when I was younger and my, my manager at the time, cause I was, I was always a good worker wherever I worked. And she was like, Hey, can you come in? Cause this person's sick. And I would come in, Hey, can you come in? Cause this person's sick or this person has an emergency blah, blah, blah. And I would always come in. But the thing is like, I was working like long hours back to back for like 12 days plus straight. And I was like, man, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm like, like you're, you're just constantly asking me for those shifts. She's like, you know, you can say no right but i'm like yeah but when you talk to me you feel guilty like yeah. if i'm gonna say no right but she's like well it's your job to say no that stuck with me forever because i was like you know what next time she called me i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> and then she found someone else to to, to come in for the shift yeah. and that served me so much because yeah if someone asks you for something you, you can just say no if it if it if it's going to take up some of your personal time, your time with your partner, your time with your family, your time to work on projects that you care about, or just time to do nothing, right? Yeah. Sometimes doing nothing is super valuable. You can just say no because you need to recharge your batteries. Um, so, yeah, it was a valuable lesson. She's that like, you know, you you have the power to say no. I was like, oh, bitch. <laughs> that goes a long way, too, because you'll gain respect from others because they know that, you know, you're setting boundaries and they'll learn to respect that. Now, yeah. if they don't respect that and somehow took offense out of that, then they're not the people you want in your life in the first place. Right. Because I expect other people to have their own boundaries. You will never abuse it if you're a real friend or family. Right. Yeah. Like you will respect that and you will actually like be mindful of people's time especially yeah. so in our relationship we set boundaries from the beginning and still setting boundaries as we're evolving through this which is important because if we're not we're just going to be in each other's throat there'll be no respect he'll close the office that's boundary <laughs> like don't talk to me right now i'm busy yada yada all right but i respect that because it's doing work so if there's no boundaries then there'll be no efficient work that will be done yeah, I think we said we talked about this in another podcast, but we set some pretty big boundaries when we first started dating, right? I think like our first date, um, within because it was a long time first date, but within our first date is yeah. like, I was like, I never want someone that's going to dim my ambitions, right? Like anyone that wants to dim my ambitions that I have in my life is out, regardless of who it is. And you kind of had a similar conversation with me of what you wanted. And if, if someone was against that, that this person is out as well. I'm like, cool. We're both clear that we're not going to limit each other in the shit that we want to accomplish and the impact that we want to have in the world or else we're both out. Right. Yeah. I was like part of our first date. So you can see the tone that we <laughs> have for relationship. But I was important to me. Yes. Yeah. I was, Absolutely. Yeah. All right. 
So that was nine for you, right? Yep. What's yours? All right. Me, there's a little bit of a swear word in it, but it says, be patient as fuck. Most things take a lot longer to accomplish than we think. When we work hard and let things flow, we make less stupid mistakes. So I realized that a lot of the stupid mistakes that I've made in my life were because I rushed things. Right. Yeah, because I wanted things to happen faster than they were than they were naturally supposed to happen. Right. And that caused me a lot of pain, a lot of trauma, cost me a lot of money. Um, yeah, I thought about that the other day. I was like, man, like all the big trauma events I have in my life, the ones that were like some of the hardest, because I was such in a hurry to get something accomplished. And I found that when I kind of let go, things tend to happen smoothly, which is kind of what I've been doing for the past like month and a half. And just to put it into analogy, swimming is the same thing. I don't know if any of you have ever swam. I've never seen Ivy swim in two years of being together. Can't get her to wet her hair. Um, <laughs> if you swim and you try to swim faster by just trying to muscle your way through it and spinning your arms faster, you're actually going to go slower. If you want to go fast at swimming, you have to go smooth, slow, and strong. Right. You have to like put your hand and then push properly. If you're just trying to go too fast, your hand will just cut through the water and you won't get any propulsion. Right. But it's the same thing in life. Sometimes the harder you try, the more turns you're trying to do, the more activity you try to do. It's just you're just slowing yourself down. And I think there's a natural flow to certain things happening. And if you just are consistently showing up and doing the work, eventually it will happen. And right. so just reminding myself that I don't need to trash the water to try to go faster. I just need to have a smooth stroke and move forward. Yeah, it goes back to balancing, right? Everything, just making sure that it's not rush. And I totally agree with you because working for corporations and brands back in the day, back in the day, a couple of years ago for skincare, and we rush things just because you want it out, right? And there's so much more mistakes that happens when you do, and it's like, it'll cost you more than if you would have just done it the proper way and slowly. But For surely. sure. So it's costly and it's mistakes, right? Sometimes you can't redo them. So, yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of cheap things and fast things that last that don't end up costing you more in the long run. Right. Yeah. So that's great. All right. Lesson number 10, the last one. Well, um, this year, I think the most that I've learned is just taking care of myself. Right. I used to think it's selfish to think of yourself first because there's so many people that you want to help and that's relying on you. But taking time to just like reflect, meditate, you know, treat myself to like a spa day just to relax. It's not selfish. It's actually you owe yourself that like you battle life every single day and you show up. So the least you can do is actually show up for yourself and make sure that you take care of yourself mentally, physically, and just overall self-care. So I dedicate a full day <laughs> starting next year. Now, um, usually like a Sunday on a weekend, right? We do like some of this stuff together. So yeah, yeah or when to... or when I'm working out. <laughs> I was working out with my my Tony Robbins coach column, and I was like, I'm gonna get a massage instead. Yeah. So she went to go get a massage. Um, no, I agree with you. I feel like I, I mentioned it in the master the master class we did for the fifth vegan master class. Like self love is yes, you know, getting a massage, taking time for yourself, but at the end of the day, it's taking care of your body, 
how you're treating it and what you're putting into it. Because if you're going to get massages, but you're going to stuff your face with like beyond burgers and chips and ice cream, that's not true self-love, right? So Ivy's doing all the foundational work, which is she's exercising, she's eating healthy, she's moving, she's prioritizing her sleep and she's getting the massage and she's taking some alone time. Tempe and I hike. Yeah, while I'm running. (laughs) While you leave us running. Ivy and I tried running together. I just, I can't run slow enough to keep up with her. So I got long legs. I'm not extreme, like I said. (laughs) Slowly but surely, I'm working my way up there. And so is Tempe. So Tempe's a fake, no one knows that, but Tempe's a fake athletic dog. Everyone's like, oh my God, he's so pretty. He's so explosive. He looks so athletic. Tempe will like, you start on a run. Because Ivy is going to have him because when we start running, Tempe will pull her with the leash. We have something around the waist. Yeah. So he actually pulls Ivy forward. And then like for like 10 minutes. Ten, yeah. 10, 15 minutes <laughs> in, Tempe's behind and we have to drag him. And I have to yeah. pull him. Yeah. He, he 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 acts like he's a super athletic dog, but he's not. We have to drag his ass every time yeah, <laughs> we fun. go for a hike. He's a um, good dog. Yeah. All right. So lesson number 10 on my side. Um, I think just, you know, focus is going to be the is the big lesson for this year and that's going to be the theme for next year focus and having fun because i've I've spoken to a lot of my friends that have built very successful businesses that have had a lot of impact in the world that i personally want to have as well with the members because you guys know we're on this mission which again it's at the beginning of every podcast but to help ten thousand people get lean thrive disease proof their body on plants by 2033 and a million by 2050. it's a pretty big goal and so what I've realized with some of my friends that had a lot of success is they didn't get there by building five different things at the same time. They got there by focusing on one thing and doing it really, really, really well. And it took them a long time to be able to get there, right? And so 2033, I'm going to be 40 at that point. Um, and then 2050, I will be, what's an extra 17? I'll be 57 years old at that point. Right. Hopefully that was good math. So I'll be around 57 years old by the time I get there. So I'm giving myself a lot of time to be able to reach these goals. But I realize that I won't be able to get there if I try to build five different things at the same time. So I, I'm taking full ownership of owning Fit Vegan as obviously the coaching program, but as the brand uh, labeled myself, Mr. Fit Vegan. I'm taking over the vegan fitness industry. And I've done a lot in the past three and a half years. So watch me go next year because people aren't fucking ready for what's coming. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be good. So in that note, wait, I'm done with my number 10. Yeah, me too. That was number 10. So what about 2024? Give me your top three goals. Top three goals. I would honestly love to get the podcast to be at like maybe like 50,000 downloads per month. Um, that would be, that would, that would be pretty cool. So next year, putting a bigger emphasis on the podcast, mm-hmm. I'm going to record two per week. And I have a massive list of some really freaking awesome guests to come on the show. We're leveling up the quality. Um, my office set up with the podcast studio. We're going to do more podcasts in person. Like I'm just focusing on the podcast next year. Um, so yeah, just get the 50,000 50, downloads. That would be it. I would love to, um, obviously for us to have a buy a house next year, um, we could now, but I got no papers, so I can't <laughs> buy anything in the United States. <laughs> yeah, but we're getting married soon, but I, it's like, I can't buy anything right now. So I'd love to own a house. I'm a little bit tired of, of renting, but I've tried, you and I have traveled a lot. So it's been kind of convenient to do that. 
And then the last one is, I, I don't know if they do that, but I'd love to be published in, in men's health mm-hmm. as like one of the, I'll be, I'll be generous with myself, top 10 vegan fitness coaches in the world. Like I'd love to be published in men's health magazine. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. I think that could actually happen. Yeah. I, I don't doubt it. I just have to figure out how to get in there. Um, but yeah, those would be the three, three big goals for next year. And ultimately just by doing the podcast, we're going to be able to help more members transform, um, by having more stability, it'll bring in more focus. And then the men's health thing, it will just be a really cool thing to accomplish. Cause I used to read those magazines when I was younger and I wanted to build muscle Yeah. and now being vegan, there's no example of that online. Right. And obviously I'm not the most, I don't look like Nehemiah, um, but I'm super athletic and uh, obviously have a good brain and are able to help transform a lot of people. So who's your favorite of all times? Fitness, For what? Like person that's vegan or not vegan? Well, we'll just go with the looks because that's men's health, right? Like, yeah, just like physique. Uh, who I grew up watching that um, I don't want a physique like that because it's a little bit too big for kind of how I like to live my life. Uh, but Steve Cook. Yeah. You know, you know what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So Steve Cook was like who I looked up to growing up when I wanted to get bigger because um, he still has like an athletic body, but he's not like a big mass monster. Right. Um, but honestly, I love being the way that I look now because I look nice in a suit. I look nice in clothes. I can, you know, I can bike, I can run, I can swim pretty efficiently and pretty fast. Uh, and I love feeling athletic versus when I was really big and muscular and you're just butts too big. You're just hitting shit left and right. And yeah. I love the confidence. Yeah. <laughs> I like how I look. I've been doing this for a long time. I I, you I know, like the way you looked. <laughs> hey, thank you. Yeah, I've done every single body type you can think of. I've all been right. super jacked. I've been shredded. I've been all of it. This is my favorite. This is why I stay like this. Right. Yeah. When I try to do a bulk to prove that you could put on muscle, I went up to 205 pounds. I felt like shit. I was lethargic. When he I did. ran, I was like a heavy sack of potatoes, my favorite expression. Um, doing pull-ups like was so shit, heavy. But he felt so good, like a big bear. Yeah, I was like, I was, <laughs> I was a chunky bear. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Only if you can combine two. Yeah. So what's yours for next year? Um, I, you know, working on my skincare brand. So yeah. hopefully 2024 is the year to launch it. Again, it's taking slowly than, well, slower than I thought. And that's because I want to make sure everything's perfect and I don't regret anything I put out there because I'm standing behind it. So other than that, you know, you and I to get married and yeah, the home whenever together. the paperwork comes in. <laughs> And then just diversified my fitness. So like maybe I haven't done yoga in a while. I really like it. Might add yoga next year and Pilates and then still do cycling and running and weightlifting. Yeah, because next year we have so we have a Spartan race in January together. I thought mine was March. No, that's your duathlon. So we have four events. So first one, January, at the end of January, is a Spartan race. It's a small one. I'm going to do it with you. I'll put you on my back. I'll carry you. The second uh, one is, is a fun. duathlon. Uh-huh. You're doing a duathlon, which is a, a run, bike, run. I'm going to do a triathlon yeah. while you're doing that. And then I'll finish it so fast that I'll finish the run with you. I'll come back and finish it with you. <laughs> and then the third event for me is I'm going to do a half Ironman. Your third event, which will be my fourth event of the year, will be doing a marathon in September. Right. And then we're aiming to hike Kilimanjaro, hopefully in December of next year. It's always been on my bucket list. And I was like, why wait till I'm older and not able to do it? I want to 
you know, I want to be able to be on top of there with you. So yeah, Can't those, wait. those are the events for next year. Well, I like all your 2023 top 10 lessons learned. And I like yours too. <laughs> And 2024 goals to reach. So I'm going to write it down and then we'll crush it and then talk about this at the end of the year again next year. Yeah, we'll do a recap. You know what I should have done? Um, I have a lot of personal goal. Last year, I made a big blue poster, right? And I wrote all oh, my yeah. goals for this year. You checked it off. Uh, yeah, I've, I've hit maybe 90% of all my goals that I've set for myself. Um, this past year. Good for you. Yeah, which is great. Some the things that I didn't reach are out of my control, like yeah. us getting married, right? We're just waiting on paperwork. Um, one was, you know, potentially have money to buy a house, which we kind of do, but I spent it on Tony Robbins instead. <laughs> <laughs> there goes the down payment. Yeah, the, the uh, that was more than a down payment on house. A third <laughs> of a house. But yeah, so I, I kind of relocated the money to, to join Platinum Partnership with Tony Robbins, uh, which was worth it. Yeah. Um, which was great for a relationship. We went to the Hawaii trip. Um, yeah. So guys, I want to see, I don't hold you guys any longer. We've been at this for, you know, an hour, almost an hour now. Oh, uh, yeah. Perfect. My longest podcasts are with you. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much to talk about, even though we're together 24-7. We love, we, we love talking on camera. <laughs> so yeah, if you guys want Ivy more, just let me know and we'll do more, maybe a reoccurring show with her. She might have her own show as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's going to be, if it does come out, I'll let you guys know. But I'll say a massive thank you for listening to this episode. This is the last episode of the year. So a, a late Merry Christmas and early Happy New Year's. Yes. And, you know, wish you guys have an awesome time with your friends and family. You actually take some time to recharge and you gear up for an exciting 2024 because, um, you know, I want this to be the year for you where you actually transform fully. And so by 2025, you're in the best shape of your life. And so if you want some more information as to how we can help you do that, like the 700 plus people that we've been able to help. There's a link down below where you can book your free introductory call um, with our team of goal setting coaches. I believe we have some spots for like end of January because we're pretty much like already now we're pretty much at full capacity for pretty much all of January. So the more you wait, the more the, the start date will be delayed. So just book your call right away so you can get some information and see if we'd be a good fit to help you transform. I have anything you'd like to add. No, just sending love and happiness and health from our family to yours. So. Beautiful. Thank you for uh, tuning in, everyone. Happy early New Year's, and we'll see you in the New Year's. Bye. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to rate the podcast as it helps us grow and spread our message. And if you know this will help and resonate with someone, be sure to send it their way so that they can have the opportunity to level up their life as well.